0: Hello again, welcome to another episode of Uranium Market Minute. Today is Monday, May 9th, and this is episode number 118. My name is Justin Hune. I am your host and the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro Newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing in this podcast that you hear or see is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right, Whew. hope you guys made it through that day. That was, uh, that was one for the ages, that's for sure. Um, that was probably the worst day for my portfolio, um, possibly ever. Uh, we really saw uranium shares get thrown out as the baby with the bathwater, along with so many other sectors, but there was some serious downside, uh, downside beta here. That was not nice to see. So I'm going to go over a couple of things that I'm seeing in the charts today that I think are noteworthy. And I want to uh, zoom out in the mailbag section and share a thoughtful tweet thread and a couple of observations of some actual hard data that we're seeing out there in the markets year to date. All right, so before we do that, let's go ahead and just jump right into the daily scoreboard here. Uh, The spot price of uranium is slipping a little bit here, Uh, 54.13 a pound, not much. Um, Honestly, considering that spot is basically entirely hamstrung here and unable to raise any cash due to these market conditions. Um, it's, it's good to see that the spot price is even hanging in there. In fact, we saw it rise last week. Um, I think it was up over a dollar by the end of the week, but now it slipped down another 50 cents or so today. Um, they raised no new money spot on Friday, nor did they buy any additional pounds. They closed at a pretty wide discount to NAV on Friday, about 7% discount to NAV, and then they were down another 5% today. Uh, although uranium did slip slightly, I believe they closed the day somewhere north of a 10% discount to their net asset value, which is historically about as wide as that discount has been since the inception of this vehicle. Uh, they're sitting on $26.5 million in cash. Like I have mentioned before, they're unlikely to be drawing that down from here, um, so they're unlikely to buy any more uranium until they raise more cash and are back up above that 1% discount to the net asset value. Turning to the ETFs, neither URA nor URNM reported any changes in outstanding shares on Friday um, or today for the past couple of days. Now, we have this T plus two uh, trade date plus two days, essentially, for the settlement date of these um, changes in outstanding shares that are reported by the ETF. So honestly, I am expecting some redemptions on Friday. And while the sell-off that we've experienced over the past let's say four to five weeks. There have not been very many redemptions. I think that changed today. Uh, I would be very, very surprised to not see a pretty uh, chunky share redemption coming from URA and URNM or at least one of the two today because the selling was heavy uh, in these ETFs and then across the board. And it really felt like ETF redemptions, just the consistency of the selling. Um, Any little dips that felt like they were getting bought just got sold off and most of the stocks in the space sold off and closed at the lows of the day, which to me smells of ETF selling. So likely we saw some redemptions today, but so far there have been very few redemptions um, uh, coming from this most recent sell off with an exception of uh, as we, we expect of the end of last week. Okay, let's go ahead and take a look at the charts. Starting off with URA, down huge today, down over 8%, minus 8.38% on the day on respectable volume. Is this capitulation volume? Mm, maybe not quite, but still a pretty heavy volume here. Um, so not very happy to see that. We did break down below that trend line, that lower trend line within this Livermore accumulation cylinder. Um, this other line drawn here is the January lows. I would like to see that hold, of course, but we did close darn near the lows of the day today so dip buyers not showing up towards the end of the day um, we'll have to see what the rest of the week has in store for us as we seem to be pinned to the weakness of the broad market plus some outsized beta to the na- to the downside with the broad market um, pretty nasty out there um, i would like to see if we do if we do lose this previous uh, previous low as some of the stocks in the space are already making a lower low from the january lows that was not something i expected to see And it's not something that looks good from a technical perspective. So far, we still remain in an uptrend here. I would like to see a higher low here. Do we get it? I don't know. I'm honestly not expecting a whole lot of strength coming from the broad markets going forward, at least for the short term so what does that mean for uranium well it means that until we see a rotation of money coming into this space we are likely to be uh to be trade along with the rest of the markets and the uranium obviously was not alone in the sell-off that happened today when gold and silver were down pretty heavy oil was down pretty heavy i mean everything was getting the correlation goes to one when you have this type of liquidity event um looking at the Sprott physical uranium trust um, pretty heavy down day also almost down six percent on the day uh, this one's still holding up better than pretty much anything in the space as it's correlated relatively closely to the actual price of the commodity, which is holding up just fine here. So the Sprott Physical Union Trust clearly an outlier in terms of its performance, not only today, but year to date as well. Cameco got nailed today, absolutely nailed, down almost 12% on the day. Uh, volume's pretty high here. Um, again, is this capitulation volume you know, I think it's kind of on the edge of that. I don't think we're quite there, although I do think there were a lot of investors in the uranium space and across the investing space as such literally throwing in the towel today. Um, and that's just, you know, this, this sort of thing happens in the markets. We have these liquidity events and it doesn't really matter what the fundamentals look like. It's a sell what you own, shoot first, ask questions later. And we saw plenty of that today. But I want to take an opportunity in the mailbag section to just kind of zoom out, share a couple of perspectives that uh, of mine from the past few years, because I've been in this investment now since 2017. Um, That was when I first started to accumulate shares. And I've been uh, through plenty of volatility during that period of time in this investment. Um, alone, let alone other investments from previous experiences prior to investing in uranium. Uranium has a unique volatility, so um, I think that I might have something valuable to share. And then I also want to share a tweet thread from um, Harry Chris on Twitter. Um, Harry is very, very sharp, and I always follow him. I always pay attention to his tweets because I think that he has a very analytical mind, and he also does seem to um, be pretty keen on uranium in terms of understanding the fundamentals of the space. And he shared a very interesting thread that I'm going to share with you in just a moment. So um, one thing I wanna bring up is that, uh, I think the most obvious question here, and I have had this question come to me directly, but as just a more broad question, is how can the uranium fundamentals be so unbelievably strong, The uranium spot price be strong and the equity selling off like this? So let's take a look at some hard data here, okay? So, uh, as I said, uranium closed, let's see, 54.88 a pound, uh, excuse me, 54.28 um, a pound. And at the beginning of the year, it was 42.37 a pound. It's up 29.5% year to date. That's very strong for the commodity. It's up almost 30% year to date here. Um, I, this is a very emotional period, right, in the markets. But let's take a clinical look here at some of this data. Year to date, the S&P is down 16.2%. Um, why I always highlight the S&P. The S&P is, S&P is kind of the benchmark, right? It's the it's the the the, the largest index um, in the market, and it's kind of the benchmark. If you buy the market, you're buying the S&P, the uh, 500 largest companies, and it's um it's down 16. Let's see, 16.2% year to date. The uh, 100% uranium equity ETF URNM down 12.3% year to date. Cameco. Even after that absolute slaughter today, down 3.5% year to date, um, across the board, many uranium stocks are um, beating the market, beating the S&P. And it's okay. well, Justin, you know, that's not really all that reassuring. Everything is so freaking uh, fantastic for uranium. The fundamentals are so good and they are unbelievably good. So I'm going to bring up um, uh, a moment from days past. And this is something that... Uh, I experienced and many of you likely did as well if you've been in this trade for a few years where we let's just zoom out and come back here a little bit back to the early part of uh 2020 late 2019 so this is when the, when the sector started to heat up fundamentally speaking okay we started to see news come in now Cameco uh, shut off Macarthur River in 2018, right? And that's when we saw the first kind of big spike here. This is uh, late 2017, 2018. That's when the news hit and the spot price jumped up a bit. Of course, it obviously came back down, and the the news just continued to flow. We saw the Section 232 position, petition come in through the United States, where UR Energy and you um, and URG UR uh, Energy and Energy Fuels both pet- petitioned the Department of Energy. Um, to mandate 20% of the uranium that's purchased by uh, United States nuclear utilities to buy that uh, from domestic miners. That obviously, um, there were a lot of people that traded around that, we did not, but that was just growing attention towards uranium. Um, we had China start to signal that they were going to be buying, um, excuse me, that they were going to be increasing their nuclear builds, yet what did we see? Uh, continued downdraft in the sector. Not it wasn't even sideways chop. It was week over week over week over week of selling of selling of selling of selling. Fundamentals continued to improve. It continued to drop. Continued to drop. Then we got in the beginning of 2020, January, February. <clears throat> COVID started to creep up into the news flow. February, people started to freak out. Um, the fundamentals were unbelievably strong for uranium. Um, that you know at the time my conviction had never been higher, and that pales in comparison to what it is now. Um, But what happened? Of course, we saw the COVID crash of March, 2020 um, had nothing to do with uranium, but uranium got sold off like everything else. It was a liquidity event. It was a crash and everything got taken down. If you recall, oil went to over negative $30 per barrel. Um, You had to pay somebody to take your oil. Uh, We saw silver go down. I believe it was below $10 an ounce. Gold got crushed. Um, All of these elements that honestly you would think would hold up in in, a, in an event like this did get sold off as the correlation just went to one. So what happened during that time? That was an obvious, especially in hindsight, right? Hindsight's 2020. But if you could look back at that period of time, and if you were invested in that time, remember that feeling. I remember it. The fear was palpable, and that fear was there today. I could feel it. I could see it. The Twitter was dead silent. You could hear a pin drop. Um, you know, everybody's just kind of like, "What the heck is going on here?" Things are looking great for this sector. The commodity is is running. Um, uh, Sput has purchased over 35 million pounds since last August. Uh, We're we're seeing build outs all across the world. SMRs are taking off. The US is talking about potentially banning uranium. Russia is talking about cutting it off. The EU is talking about cutting it off. Uh, I mean, you you couldn't design a more bullish setup for a commodity. You really couldn't yet here we are. With the selling happening so what do you do what what should you have done in march 2020 if you go back to that period of time if you were in this and during that period of time and you knew how strong the fundamentals were in march 2020 and then all of your holdings got sold off during that period of time would you try to put more money to work again if you could take it back if you go back to march 2020 would you have put more money to work at that point i mean and that's a rhetorical question the obvious answer is yes and I think this is a different situation, right? This isn't an exogenous event of um, an expectation of uh, economic downdrafts due to a uh, emerging pandemic. Now we're talking about Fed increasing uh, interest rates, and that's reducing liquidity, and everybody's running for the exits. I mean, that's a, a oversimplification of what we're looking at right now. But really, I mean, if you if you take away all of these trend lines and just zoom out on this, uh, just take a longer term view here. How is this looking? And be honest with yourself. How is this looking in the long term? You know, in the short term, the chart's starting to break down. We do need to see some higher lows for this to remain a relatively bullish chart. But if you zoom out and if you're bullish on the fundamentals for the space, there's only one thing to do. If you have money, you put it to work during times like this. If you're fully in, you just ignore it and hold. Obviously, that's not what is happening, and that's okay uh, to each their own. Clearly, uh, the uranium space was and potentially still is filled with a lot of weak hands, and you're going to have that in every market, and that's you know, that's just how it is. Um, that's what makes a market. And so this is not the last time that we're going to see uh, a, a sell-off in a market that doesn't make any fundamental sense. It's just part of the game, and the game is not easy. None of this is easy. This is never easy. So I wanted to also share. I'm going to share my screen again. Um, <clears throat> Harry Chris's tweet thread because I think it's uh, it's very brilliant here. All right, so uh, Mr. Chris and he's at hchris999 on Twitter and recommended follow. He's an underfollowed person in my opinion. So um, if you're watching this and you don't follow him, I recommend that you do because uh, he's very sharp. So thank you for posting this, Harry. I'm posting this because it's really, in a lot of ways, kind of voicing what I was thinking and feeling today. And I thought it was worth sharing. So Harry says, I appreciate that today was a nasty day for everyone holding shares in uranium companies. Um, And he's a uranium investor. It's not like he's singling that out and noting that it was uh, uh, particularly bad, which it was, but he's also invested in the space. I'm by no means a stock market prognosticator, but I thought some perspective might help take the information as you wish. The S&P is now down 16% year to day basis, starting in 1928. The market has been down 30 times, including this year. The average decline is 15% and the median 12%. There were, of course, for years, the 20% drops. S&P, and he shows a chart, S&P 500 historical annual returns. All right, so clearly we're off to a pretty bad start this year. You can see there's been plenty of years, um, far worse. Uranium, st- although this is uh, this is one of the worst beginnings to a year for the S&P. Of course, we started the year basically just days off of the all time high for S&P. So that kind of skews the data a bit. Uranium stocks in general appear to have taken a barbell approach so far this year. The top two of three largest market cap have held up relatively well versus the S&P, only because atom has weakened more in his opinion due to Kazakh events in Russia. So. Uh, Kazanoprom is down 22%. Camco's, like I said, down 3 point something percent. Next gen down minus 8%. Um, relative to the P they're hanging in there okay. Of course, some of you invested more volatile uranium small caps. Many have seen their stock price drop by 50% since the start of the year. Some of these have sold off very, very hard. Some are actually up year to date. I understand everyone tracks the market cap of uranium miners somewhat differently. I exclude Sput and Yellowcake. My data, these are the physical funds. My data shows the market cap has declined from 30 billion U.S. at December 31st to 27 billion U.S. today, a drop of 12% and better than the S&P so far. I note that favorable, excuse me, uh, oops. I note that favorable uranium supply demand conditions are still intact and as mentioned, but many times by others are very much getting better. Fundamentally, if the stock prices are to recover, The underlying product must be needed and in this case there is no substitute as i wrote at the start take this info as you wish i do i don't know what will happen tomorrow next week or next month i don't know if this is the bottom in times of of uncertainty i try to zoom out and gain a perspective on what i think does matter now i think the most important point from mr chris there is that the uranium sector is underpinned by a physical thing and this physical thing cannot be replaced and is vital to the world's energy. And so that um, during days like this gives me a lot of solace while I don't like to see the red on the screen. I do like to know that I'm invested in something that is real. And even though uh, I'm invested in options trades and I'm invested in it, in miners that may or may not ever produce a pound of uranium, um, also holding physical uranium, underpinning all of this is an element that is uh, absolutely vital um, to the world and to going forward. And this particular element, element has to, happens to be in a severe supply deficit. And that is only getting worse, especially with what we're seeing right now. This market, now, now we're seeing what's going on here. This not only affects us as investors, this affects the companies. Companies cannot raise in an environment like this, okay? So this is prolonging market conditions like this. that's kind of the the irony of it right is uh, with a steadily rising healthy bullish not volatile market companies can actually get into production they can raise cash more easily um, uh, capital flows more freely they can actually get into production and while uh, in conjunction with a rising uh, market for uranium and uranium equities is a rising sput price and they consume a lot of uranium in that environment Um, you actually see a a, a market that justifies production and that will help to get the overall market back into a balance, which is what utilities are going to want. And in markets like this, while SPUT is offline and not consuming some of that above ground mobile inventory, it prolongs the supply deficit. It prolongs it. Um, Somebody commented uh, uh, to the tweet that I mentioned that I just put out before recording this that um you know nobody can say we didn't deserve this when we cash out our chips in you know two three four years whatever it might be uh somebody commented yeah and now that sixth inning is back to the fourth inning uh supposedly there was an interview with rick rule recently where he said he thought we were in the sixth inning for uranium um i i think that clearly that's uh that just got reversed i didn't agree with that um assessment but either way um this just prolongs things and For those of you that are recent, uh, just coming into this uh, investing thesis, you've been given an absolute gift. Uh, This is an absolute gift if you are still positioning here. So, um, and if you are already positioned, I know this is difficult, uh, but if you're like me, um, you're just going to hang on through the volatility because, uh, because you believe in the underlying fundamentals. And I know that doesn't make things easier on days like this, but as much as you can zoom out, as much as you can test your conviction, Um, your conviction will get tested in this market and this is not going to stop. So if this is too much for you, I get it. I totally get it. But um, if you believe in the fundamentals as I do, then you're putting more money to work. And I personally did uh, today and on Friday. And so, and I will continue to do so if we continue to fall from here. Um, I honestly would be very surprised to see the amount of outsized beta that we saw today, Continue even uh, if the S and P continues to fall, Um, with the S and P down three and a half plus percent on the day. That's a historically a very bad day for the S and P. But to see URA double that uh, in terms of the sell off is um, unjustified. And when uh, so to go back to that 2020 early parts of 2020, I knew the selling there was unjustified and un uh, and. And uh, and not because of anything that was going on in the uranium market. It was only because of the broad markets and what was going on in the world. And so that was a time where I did buy. I did buy really heavy during that period of time because I knew what was coming. I mean, I didn't know exactly what was coming but I knew it was coming for uranium. I knew there was um, already a supply deficit and it was a market ripe for disturbance. And that disturbance came, that disturbance came in March when Cameco shut down Cigar Lake. And so um, it's the same thing here. This is a very fragile market and it's going to turn on a dime, okay? All we need is a piece of news that might come out saying that uh, Russian uranium is officially sanctioned. We could see the spot price start to move. Um, Something like this could absolutely turn this market around and it happens very, very fast which is why it's very difficult to trade around this market. All right, hopefully that um, zooming out is helpful to you. And I hope that you uh, hung in there today. And I will see you again tomorrow. Take care and cheers.